Podcast. 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 Are we saying podcast? Welcome back. Welcome back. Two fanboys and a filthy casual back at you once again. As usual, this is Dennis. This is Lewis. And this is Harold. I was about to say this is Harold for some reason because of because there was a pause, but welcome guys. Um, I'm oh, hoping you guys are doing well. Um, uh, uh, energy seems really low. I don't know why, um, but you know we, we had to push through the pain, Harold. We had to push through the pain, um, and hopefully by the time that we uh, we uh, we air this episode, we're going to be in better better mood. In a better mood. In a better mood. Is that better? <laughs> Hold on, see? We're so off. Oh, well. But Did you say peanut butter mood? Peanut butter mood. Peanut butter time. Wait. That's right. J- Jamba Juice reference. Because <laughs> I don't it's know like if a, you guys remember. It's been a while since we talked about it, but me and Dennis used to work at Jamba Juice. Subscribe to the Patreon for more Jamba, Jamba stories. Yeah, uh, along with our frequent, uh, along with our frequent co-host Krija. So, yeah. good times. We should do a members-only episode. <laughs> I think we, I think we did that episode and kind of pissed Lewis off. <laughs> I think it pissed us off, to be honest with you. <laughs> but before, but before we talk more about uh, Jamba Juice and uh, the greatness that it is, um, let's start with our poopery. I think Lewis has a couple of things that he wanted to talk about this week. Um, yeah, so pretty interesting casting news that's come out of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So uh, the big news this last week, actually two things just came up this last week for the casting of Spider-Man 3. You know, we, we know how Dennis loves the, the Tom Holland franchise, and I'm sure he's already bought his tickets, even though oh. that movie's not coming out for two years. Kind of like <laughs> Spies in Disguise or whatever that movie is. <laughs> So yeah, uh, well, the first big news that actually I think it was it fell out bigger than this this one that just came today was uh, the fact that Jamie Fox will be returning uh, to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Um, I, I'm actually not too sure, uh, Harold or Nancy, you're gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm not sure if he's been confirmed to play Electro again, like he did in Spider Man or Amazing Spider Man Two. But yeah, so he is back in there. Um, and then the second confirmed or the casting news is. Uh, Benedict Cumberbatch will be bringing Doctor Strange to Spider-Man 3 as well. So there's a lots of like interesting repercussions, I'd like to think, uh, casting news. So I- I'm kind of interested what you guys think about this, uh, this update. Um, in terms of um, Jamie Foxx, from what I've heard, um, I-, I think it's mostly confirmed because one of the comments that I've been hearing is that, um, uh, that he- he's not going to be blue anymore. So um, unless he's playing a different character, I, th- I think that was a reference to the fact that his original character mysteriously turned different color once he got his power. So I think um, yeah. I, I think it's going to be that. And the fact that it seems like what Sony is trying to do is they're trying to do a, um, a Spider-Man cinematic universe. And by bringing Electro back, you know, um, I, I think that'll, you know, th- that'll allow them to start forming their Sinister Six. And, you know, what better way to get a um, uh, an established actor and also considering that we have this whole, um, you know, Black Lives Matter movement, um, getting um, you know, <laughs> Jamie Foxx um, in there, I think, would be a coup for, um, for Spider-Man 3. I think it's 
they're they're trending in the right direction and it was something like you could kind of tell was coming uh at the end uh using the ending from uh, far from home where you had jay jonah jameson played by that guy <laughs> come on and uh jk simmons and uh he like the fact that you have one of the most memorable characters from the original spider-man series and far superior series mm-hmm. um, coming back and playing, uh, you know, the same character shows that they were, you know, willing to say that, Hey, this, there's more than just this version of Peter Parker out there. And, you know, taking the cue from, you know, um, uh, into the spider verse where they're able to open up. And um, like you said, using the Dr. Strange uh, character where his, actual movie is supposed to be go- it's it, dr strange in the multiverse right something like yeah, that yeah that's the name of the title mm-hmm. so it's like that's you know opens up another direction for the mcu as well where um, we know that sony has been trying to um separate themselves slightly from the uh, the mcu in general just to be like yeah we're having our like dennis said they're having their own version of an expanded universe where i'm pretty sure venom is going to be showing up sometime soon um but to have an, an another ex villain in Jamie Foxx, um, who was a memorable character, but I think totally abused. Like they they did not know how to use that character at all in that movie. Well, they didn't know how to use any characters in that movie. But um, and then the the um, the 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 teaser at the end of Amazing Spider-Man Two was supposed to tease. The Sinister Six, and you know, you you see it. You see Paul Giamatti playing the Rhino, and um, as well as being abused as well, <laughs> and and misused. And then you're like, oh, eventually, these villains are gonna come together because they can't uh, apparently just take them out. So we all gotta work together. And I think that's the direction that they could and should be going with. And I think as long as they don't do the um the usual trope where you have too many villains and then it's just like it, it overcomplicates the plot and the the storyline itself and you just you you stop focusing on what the the story needs to be and the story needs to be about peter parker so but then that's going to be the danger don't you think that um you know like one reason why you don't want to have the sinister sinister six there and one reason why you can't really do a lot with uh, the Flash and doing rogue uh, his rogue gallery, just because it's going to be that you know too many people at the same time and um, diluting the actual storyline. But um, I I, I kind of see it. I'm kind of excited about it. But um, I think we mentioned this, or it might be rumor, might not be. But the fact that you can get Tobey Maguire to play. Um, uh, Uncle Ben, like it was that. Was that just something we joked around, or is that uh, yeah, was that actually confirmed? I think, I think that, that was, was like, our, our that's our fan fiction. Ah, yeah. <laughs> that's it. just fan casting. But um, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, I think uh, Toby would be a great Uncle Ben at this rate to match with uh, with uh, Marissa Tomei's and May. Um, actually, for, for wait, my... who's older, Toby or Andrew Garfield? <laughs> Andrew Garfield. <laughs> 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 he looks rough. I don't know. <laughs> he, they he's not that, a lot. They're saying that they felt bad for Andrew Garfield being overlooked completely because they were like, "Yeah, let's try to get Toby into this because Toby was a really great Spider-Man. In fact, he was the best Spider-Man." 
In fact, he was the only other Spider-Man. And it's like, oh, oh. poor Andrew. <laughs> Never had a chance. I mean, he had his chance. Obviously, he was not great at it, but like, oh, my God. Yeah, I think it was uh, one of those one of those moments where Sony just didn't want to give up on the franchise. And so they're like, OK, quick, let's make a let's make a series. I'm still a fan of it, to be honest with you. Um, I still think her uh, him and uh, Gwen um, uh, played out really well. But that I'm, I'm like in a silent majority there or minority. <laughs> I, I, I know I I. I... I know we got to rehash this because we talked about it before, but if they hadn't made um, Peter Parker too cool, I would have enjoyed it more. Just, I mean, he was not an outcast at all. He was like a cool guy. He was, yeah, you're right. He was, he was a skater boy that um, was a little too cute for everybody. Yeah, I mean, I did like his character's way. Like, uh, if anything, he felt like the most scientific. I don't know if that even makes sense. But, like, you know, in the comic book, how, uh, you know, uh, Peter invents his uh, web shooters and all that stuff. And he he invents all. Wait, wait, wait. Tony didn't do it? And <laughs> Exactly. Imagine that. So, yeah, I, I like that aspect of Andy. Uh, and, and, you know, we're, we're close. I call him Andy Garfield. But, um, you know, he, my I boy Andy. <laughs> so I, I kind of like that, you know, um, but 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 going back to the the um, this casting news, I think I, I I have like two two takes from this. Like, yeah, it would be too much if they did do like a um, a super villain team up against Spider Man. But now that you get listening to you guys think uh, talk, I mean, um, I can imagine them trying to do one of two things. Like, I can imagine them doing like a fun like heist movie, like an Ocean's Eleven kind of thing where it's a bunch of bad guys trying to do something. Or, you know, in that vein, I mean, it it, it might be uh, harping on what DC's already doing, but I would think it would be fun if they did a kind of Suicide Squad theme kind of thing with, you know, all these bad guys or what if they're trying to, you know, accomplish something in common. Um, I think that'd be kind of cool. Um, and then the second, my second thought of the casting is that, yeah, uh, like you guys kind of alluded to, like, you know, uh, if they're trying to pull off a live action Spider-Verse, because I totally forgot about it until you guys were bringing up all the villains and stuff. But I don't even know if it's coming out anymore. But you guys remember Jared Leto has a Morbius movie coming out? I don't even know yeah, if, when it's, it's coming. Still, out. It's, still, it's still on the dock somewhere. Yeah, right? I, I thought, but I thought uh, it was already f- finished. And it's done, right? I mean, I guess it's filmed. They, they, yeah, I think uh, it's finished. Uh, but like, but like so many movies, obviously, it's getting like punted to next year or whatnot. But I, the, the part of that that uh, trailer that I remember is I totally forgot that Michael Keaton's Vulture was in that trailer, right? So yes. I think you know, yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't know how far fetched is going to be if 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 Morbius is going to be in the MCU proper or if he's going to be like you know how Venom or how, how Tom Hardy's Venom was kind of like. They, they never talked about anything in the MCU, but, you know, in theory, he could probably slide in and be like, oh, I've been here the whole time. Um, so, yeah, it, it'll be interesting how they pull it off. And, um, you know, last piece of like little fan uh, fan casting or not or fan rumor or whatnot. But what I do enjoy see, seeing on internets is that, um, you know, the, pe- people are already kind of assuming that the, the way that this is happening is Wanda you know, Wanda Maximoff, one of the most powerful uh, folks in uh, in the Avengers, and you know, from what we saw from the trailer of WandaVision, is going to be messing with reality 
and you know loki is i guess messing with time so that's why you know uh, jamie fox's electro is going to be able to come over to to Sp- the spider-man franchise and then maybe that's why dr strange is even getting involved is because like harold said his next movie is called uh multiverse Ma- of madness or madness of the multiverse or something like that so it'll be interesting to pull it out to, to see them pull it off because i mean thankfully you know sony doesn't have a great track record with uh um superhero movies but at least you know the miles morales into the spider move spider verse movie knocked it out of the park so i'm really excited to see if they can pull it off my one concern with the news that we just talked about is all of a sudden you have another established older hero that's coming into um the spider universe and my hope is that all it's not going to be another tony stark where um, oh. <laughs> where where Peter Parker all of a sudden now um, needs I mean, it's going to be like JD looking for uh, a, a new Doctor Cox or something like that where you know I I need somebody to lean on and uh, and learn from so here's here's a new person and, oh my god you know, I, I that that's my only concern because you know this is the final like you know my my biggest complaint was it was two tony star two tony stark um heavy the last movie so here we go here's your chance um you know you set up uh, you you set up you already set up your premise where um people know who you are you can get attacked what are you going to do now are you going to uh, remember there's a um a comic book where um where um i think it was doctor strange or, or somebody, somebody did where um, they erase like uh, they're able to erase uh, uh, Peter Parker's origin or like secret identity. So I'm hoping that's not the, not the case. If that's the case, I'm going to be um, griping again as usual. <laughs> but you love that show. Um, yeah, so I mean, uh, we'll see what uh, you know. What we're obviously in like hang back and uh, and see what happens mode since literally nothing else is happening right now. But yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, any other poopery? That, uh, that's all I had um, for for this episode. But I I any- actually have one. Um, th- do you guys hear that Soul is going to be moving on to Disney Plus? Did oh right, the Korean yeah. movie. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> and I, um, I think it was. Um, I could be wrong. Maybe I'm like, and it's gonna be really uh, racially awkward. But I thought that it wasn't um, Soul Jamie Fox also. Oh, you're right. It is. It is a Jamie Fox movie. So it'll be interesting. So uh, do you know if it's gonna be free to stream or is it gonna I, be one of those? I, I think um, it's gonna be another Mulan. Gotcha, gotcha. I thought it was gonna be more like um, Onward. Because from what I've seen, it's uh, from what a lot of the not a lot of the news, but the news is just saying that it's coming straight to Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Um, and then, because uh, I know before it was like, uh, what's the Disney Plus VIP super duper experience in order to watch Mulan and stuff? So I don't know. Um, but uh, I mean, I think that the the onward thing worked out pretty well because that pulled a lot of subscriptions. Right. Yeah. Uh, and I yeah. don't think the same. I don't think the same happened with Mulan because of the fact that there was such a pricey, like a steep price just to watch one movie. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like a pretty decent movie. I mean, uh, unfortunately, I guess that's a lack of trailers. And I mean, from you know, uh, that's kind of a Pixar's thing lately is that. You know, they're, they're kind of um, relying on their quality to really kind of sell their tickets. So, you know, maybe 
you know, this lack of trailers might be actually hurting them this time around. Because to be honest, I, I mean, I don't see a lot of interest for the movie right now, but it could be, you know, it could be just me or, you know, like I said, the fact that uh, they, they do rely a lot on their uh, the people just assuming it's a picture movie. It'll be fine. Everybody relax, that kind of thing. But, well, you know, again, I mean, just like everything else t- uh, today, we'll, just, we'll definitely wait and see. Wait and see, definitely. Any, uh, do you have one, Harold, or should we move on to our main topic today? I think I'm... Uh, yeah, I'm pretty good. I'm good. <laughs> How are the Lakers doing? I don't want to talk about it. It's Friday night. We don't want to talk about it. Uh, Harold is in mourning, just like, uh, just like I am. So I'm, I'm trying to make light of the uh, situation. So Harold, I think um, uh, you were the one that um, kind of came up with this, uh, our our main topic for today. So why don't we introduce it? Well, we got a few. Um, yeah, I mean, two. today, you know, the, as of today's recording, we uh, the three of us were able to see the latest and uh, the latest season of The Boys. Uh, so let's do a quick review, if that's cool with you guys. Are we doing so, the whole season, or are we doing um, individual episodes? What are we doing here? Uh, let's just do a uh, like a broad sweep of, gotcha. of, of things, because uh, to be honest, I don't remember all eight episodes that dropped the season, but I do remember, you know, the the bigger themes that happened. Um, so yeah, so and we don't really want to, and we don't want to spoil it too much for anybody who hasn't caught up yet. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, we, very, very, very fresh. You're right. It dropped. Earlier today, yeah. If, if anybody, if, if anybody, um, spoil if we spoil it, we might get like um, a penis to the neck or something. Yeah, <laughs> at least to the nose. To the nose, gotcha. <laughs> well, um, I'll start. I was impressed with um uh, with the boys season one. Um, I felt that um it it was one of those. It was almost like Cobra Kai esque for me, where when once it ended, I was like. That's it, and I didn't know how long the the season was, and I was I was disappointed that there wasn't more, but it did leave me wanting some more. And surprisingly, it's one of those few uh, series where the second season I think was I I wouldn't call it more I wouldn't call it superior to the first, but at the very least matched the intensity, matched the excitement for it, and um, I really liked um, the way uh, most of the characters, actually, no, not most, all the characters um, really progressed in the storyline. So um, as Harold kind of alluded today, we, we, we watched um, the, the latest episode, um, which delivered of uh, for me for the f- most part. And even though, yes, there was some sort of cliffhanger, I think it was one of those things where they were able to tie a bow to everything um, to the point where, you know, even Homelander was satisfied at the end of the movie. Okay, I'll go next. Um, so yeah, uh, yeah, so I'll no go spoil- last because just because yeah, it's fresh. Okay. Um, so yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, thank you guys for reminding me about the our, our no spoiler rule because Lord, it's been like months since we've seen yes. a movie premiere and <laughs> to do that, I totally forgot. Yeah, remember when we used to just do that all the time? It was just, yeah. Review this. <laughs> review that. Like at least two. Remember episodes. when Dennis got tired of reviewing stuff? <laughs> <laughs> 
I long for those days, man. <laughs> I'd love to review Black Widow right now. We haven't Jeez. even reviewed Mulan yet. I know. Well, it's, you guys haven't watched it yet. I know. That's okay, that's okay. on me. I'm, I'm too cheap I'm to pay late. 30 bucks for a, <laughs> for a Disney Plus movie. Oh, it's on discount now. Oh, is it like twenty nine ninety nine? Because I'm there. No, <laughs> it it was it was thirty one ninety nine. I believe now it is thirty ninety nine. Nice, Ooh, a whole dollar. How how yeah, is so. how you know? Disney just laid off how many thousands of employees at Disneyland? How are they going to recoup all that now, dude? Exactly. Okay, sorry, my bad. <laughs> um. Anyway, so um. Yeah. So spoiler free review of the Boys season two. Super solid. I'm gonna echo what Dennis said already. Um, such a great follow-up to the first season. Um, you know, we go into the second season with certain expectations after how the first season ended. Thankfully, they kind of, you know, they veered or, you know, turned left when you thought they were going to turn right. And it was a pleasant surprise. I thought everything was, you know, every episode was surprising. Uh, definitely not the kind of show still uh, to, to keep up with the first season. Definitely not the kind of show you watch around your kids or, you know, or, or those with sensitive eyes and senses. Uh, but yeah, definitely a, a worth worthwhile binge for, uh, yeah, even superhero fans uh, or just fans of good shows. I mean, to be honest, it's, you know, it's a scathing satire almost of like superhero movies or superhero like culture. And actually there's some elements of like current popular and social um commentary in the show too that to be perfectly honest was super like you know it, it makes you it makes you a little warm under the collar because like oh they're gonna tackle this like but you know it, they did they you know there's a there's a lot of topics that are hot button right now that they kind of uh, uh, gloss over or try to tackle and it seems super timely and super great um i guess my only super. the only yeah the only issue <laughs> super the only issue i really have isn't even with the show but I don't know if it's true, H or Dan, if you guys have heard. But you know, when you guys pull up, you know, when you pull up the the boys on on the on the app on your on your start on the TV, it's actually only got like three and a half stars, uh, uh, for for its ratings. But get this, from what I understand, that the the issue is that less, like these fanboys are basically downvoting the show because they wanted all the shows at one time. They wanted mm-hmm. the Netflix. Uh, you know, a version of like every episode all at once in one time. And so these spoiled nerds are like, yeah, are, are giving the show one star when obviously it deserves more than that. And it's unfortunately skewed. It's, you know, it's viewer rating. So, yeah. So thumbs down to you fanboys and nerds uh, because yeah, get out of, you know, get a good over yourselves. Uh, I, I actually don't mind. I like how Amazon d- does this, you know, dropping an episode every month or every week. I'm sorry. Um, so that, yeah, it, it kind of garners conversation. It makes people stop and talk and, um, you know, everybody gets a chance to catch up and talk about what happened in the last episode. What was that ginormous thing that went around mother's milk's neck and, you know, kind of go from there. Um, uh, my experience is, obviously different because i just binged it last weekend right <laughs> i i had i literally was like you know i have no plans obviously I never have any plans i was like but i have a good block like a good chunk of time that i can just uh do something and i was like i've heard so much about it you guys talked about it before and 
I was like, okay, I'll give it a shot. And I was just surprised that, you know, I, I from what I believed, from what you guys had told me, it was about superheroes and, you know, in the real world and whatnot. And I was kind of picturing it being a little more, more lighthearted than it was. That was supposed to be, I think. Ooh. And I was completely wrong. Completely yeah, yeah, yeah. the opposite. Com- the exact opposite. And even I was like, Jesus Christ. Like, it's it starts out dark. And it just stayed dark. And, you know, it, it has those moments of lightheartedness. But in terms of being a typical superhero television show, nothing like it. So that that's what's good. And that's what it has it going for them. So unlike the other guys, I didn't have to wait for new episodes because I binged 15 episodes in two days. And <laughs> yes, because that is the whole season one is eight and season two is seven. Um, obviously, the hardest part about binging any series is you just you, you don't take in too much information because it, it, everything just keeps going by. And I think that's what's kind of nice about like how the series if like going forward, how I'll be watching it now is weekly where you're able to process things, you're able to watch things one at a time. Um, I've found that the x-ray thing is kind of cool, like the x-ray uh, oh, yeah. uh, feature. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I love those things because like, I love watching like movie commentaries and stuff or trivia commentaries or like trivia facts when they pop up. Very interesting to watch uh, TV shows like that because, uh, you know, I always have questions about things just because I'm super curious about everything. And having to see you know facts coming at you every few minutes being and you're trying to catch up with a story at the same time a little bit much so today when i was able to catch the finale is nice because it's like you know i've had a week to think about everything and but at the same time if there's new information that's popping up like little fun facts it's like cool to see it's like you know the one of the fun things is there they give you facts about what differs between the television version and what differs uh, from the comic book version. So I was like, oh, I uh, was able to see that. It's, um, but yeah, because like out of nowhere, I think I texted the guys on Sunday, and I was like, you know me, I'm I'm just a generic douchebag, and the only the first thing I could say without even revealing that I've been binging the show is, Starlight is pretty hot, <laughs> and then. Then, That's exactly then what like, it sounded like. Ding! I don't know whose phone yeah. that was, but <laughs> she, she got she got the hot she got the hot bell. <laughs> that and then, is perfect um, timing. <laughs> Whoever's phone that was, <laughs> it could not have been done any better, by the way. But uh, yeah, it it was it's it it was just like you know that's a, the kind of thing, and I, I just powered through the whole thing. I was like watching football at the same time that I was trying to binge the show so you know multi that's my version of multitasking nowadays and yeah I enjoyed the hell out of it I was really looking forward to the finale coming up it's been a while since I've been excited about any kind of season finale because they don't do season finales anymore like um yeah like they like the nerds are complaining about it's like everything is given to you bam right there so you can just power through it and then the uh there's no anticipation which is uh, something that's sorely missed from network television uh, that that you get from network television that you don't get from the streaming services. So, thank you guys for the recommendation. I am a fan going forward. Um, as usual, as soon as I started watching the show, I started following all the actors on yes. Twitter because, you know, I love hearing the inside sto- or stories about um, series that I like. So, 
Anthony Starr looks completely different when he he's in not real like, life. When yeah, he's not when Homelander. He's, yeah. I'm like, whoa. Oh. <laughs> you know, it's funny is I, I didn't really know a lot of the cast, obviously, besides Carl Urban and uh, maybe. Uh, hello, no. the biggest part of season one, dude. <laughs> oh, I know that, but. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but like, in, I mean, besides her, but like you, when you go into a show and you don't really know anybody, it's like fun to learn things about everybody else like i had no idea that dennis quaid's son act and looks just like him so you mean randy Quaid, right? sorry dennis, it's, dang it, dennis. <laughs> according to lewis it's randy quaid same guy right <laughs> the guy in frequency and independence day whatever it is same guy same guy same guy same guy right it's great it's, in that thing it's funny you're talking about like binging and everything and I intentionally didn't watch the first couple I, the first two I, I I just didn't have time and then like I think the next two I, I was like you know what I'm, I'm not going to watch it just because uh, I want to be able to just go through it but I, it's one of those you were talking about how how com- it's the complete opposite of fun superhero and you know and and joyful superheroes that there were moments where I was like, okay, that's it. I'm done. I can't watch the next episode. <laughs> like there were, there were, there were episodes where it was just a little, it, it, it reminded me of the daredevil um, scene where, um, where, um, what's the name where the kingpin, the kingpin like kicks, uh, kills everybody in like the limousine, you know, yeah. where, I, where I have to like, you know what? I'm, I'm good for today. I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> You know, gonna, you know what's funny. Are you still watching? No, I'm not. I'm gonna walk away from that. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny is remember I used to do. I, I had a thing about one of the shows that I loved is Sons of Anarchy, and I would have this panic attack about Sons of Anarchy because in that show, anytime someone turns around, they either get shot in the back of the head or stabbed. Something bad happens. This show is just like that. When it's like <laughs> you're like, okay, they're all gonna die, right? Like. Something bad's gonna. I mean, when the camera pans out, it's like, huh? Yeah. Who's who's getting it now? <laughs> and in most cases, it's just like, yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, the, the one thing that I kept on, uh, I, I finally accepted is that anytime any of them would watch TV, you know something bad is gonna happen. Yeah, that's that's TV a heck there, of a feeling. Uh, <laughs> it's like, ooh, let's watch TV. Bam, somebody's gonna die. Like, uh, <laughs> also, you know. The, the, one of the funny things is, like, because I didn't know really the cast, I thought that A Train was uh, played by Hannibal Burris, one of my favorite comedians. <laughs> that would be awesome. I was, I was like, did Hannibal Burris lose weight to put? Oh, and then I was like, is that is that racist? No, the dude looks like Hannibal Burris. Like, I mean, if you put goggles on Hannibal Burris, if Hannibal Burris plays A Train for Halloween, he'll look like a chubby A Train. <laughs> he'll be the A plus Train. You know? uh, okay, um, Harold. Since we're, we're not we're not going to spoil the 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 the, uh, the the season finale, of course. But uh, I, I want to talk since now, now that you know the the show. Let's talk deep, dude. What, what do you think of that guy, dude? <laughs> Excuse you. He's the deep. The deep. Yeah, the <laughs> yeah, no, we're friends, bro. <laughs> yeah, I'm like one of his fishes. <laughs> He calls him Kevin. <laughs> the fact that they're outright 
making fun of Scientology for him is one of the <laughs> is a plot line that I had no idea was coming, and it, like it's been busting me up ever since. That and my favorite cameo from this season being Patton Oswalt playing his lungs, his gills. So like when he's talking to his own gills, Patton Oswalt. And it's just like in his usual Pat Oswalt voice. So it sounds like Remy the Rat talking to him. <laughs> oh my gosh, I totally forgot about that episode. Jesus, there's so much in the eight episodes. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> my, I'm so glad you caught up though, H, because yeah, you're right. I, I I ran out of, or I, I didn't know who I could tweet at or talk to. So it's like, dude, the deep, uh, Pat Oswalt? <laughs> like, what's going on? Like, it's, it's, it's weird because... I think you guys had mentioned it before that right off the bat in the, the the initial episode, you automatically hate the deep. Like you're, you, oh yeah, you yeah, yeah, from season one. Like, I think we can, I think we can kind of spoil season one because it's already one. been, yeah, it's course. already been a year. So it's yeah, but season two, yeah, like, we'll, we'll stay off of that one. Yeah, like season one initially, you're like, dude, this guy sucks, and then it's like, in the weirdest way, he comes in and redeems himself by being the only sense of humor or the the only um, uh, uh, person that understands the whole superhero thing and is not taking it seriously at all. Like his, his versions of being villainous are the most completely corny things you'll ever see. And him killing two mammals on land is like classic. It's like so. they, they, they took the, the, the Aquaman joke that everybody had and they were like, okay, let's, let's do that, but make it, a little serious, but it, it's still it's still the same joke, dude. Like, um, again, I know we're, we're, we we don't want to spoil a lot, but come on, episode four where um, I thought finally the deep was going to kick some ass, um, where like all those like the, the sharks were starting to attack the boat. Yeah, I, I was like, like this, this is this moment. I was like, they're dead. It's so good. They're dead. The deep, the deep is going to kick their asses. They're. I don't know how. Like, I even turned to my wife and said, "How are they going to get away from this?" And then, bam! I was like, "Oh, <laughs> oh!" <laughs> and it was. And that was the thing. One of the most so- disturbing visuals. And it was so perfect for the deep, though. Like for his character. For everything that's happened to him, it was just perfect. It was like I, I was I, like I needed a cigarette right after it. I was like, <laughs> yes, yes, the deep. <laughs> yeah, Aquaman two that, is gonna have to be like extra great to to make up for all this slander. <laughs> yes, like the 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 dolphin scene in season one is classic. Um, I did not oh see God, that coming yeah. at all, <laughs> especially the truck coming. No, I the truck the truck running yeah, the over. Dol- <laughs> we're dolphin didn't say like, either yeah that dolphin was like come on bro just let me fly and then but you know the other one that really cracked me up and i don't i can't remember if it's in season i think it's in season two but uh his interaction with the lobster oh yeah like <laughs> like if that's a spoiler i'm sorry but when you guys finally get to around to seeing him with a lobster pretty damn funny so he's He's the comic relief of the show, um, even though he's supposed to be taken seriously. And like, uh, yeah, I'm glad that they have him there, I guess. Hey, Harold, I have a question for you. Would you yeah. like Fresca? Nope. 
Seriously. I would not. The more I, mean, I saw that, I was like, that. Harold, you're the marketing and, and, major here, right? Like, was it worth it for Fresca to get that spot? Like, no. I, I'm wondering if, like, did the Fresca Corporation say, or did, did the boys go to Fresca and be like, hey, we're looking for a, a, a gratuitous spot here or whatever? We're gonna oh, say, like, hey, we're gonna say biggest, over and over again. The biggest show on streaming. Yeah, Fresca. Yeah, Fresca. Fresca. Oh, <laughs> I know. I'm gonna walk by the soda aisle at, at, at the at the store and I'll go like, oh god, no. <laughs> Somebody's watching. I know. <laughs> I, I think we should just re- really quick, like you guys said, bring it back. Um, obviously, we even talked about it a couple episodes ago, where nonstop I talk about a certain movie in a certain genre. And to have one of the actresses in that certain movie or that certain series, actually, uh, being a main villain or the main villain in season one was pretty damn interesting because it's very hard for me to root against Elizabeth Shue. But very hard. But um, just seeing him, uh, her and Homelander together was very disturbing and haunts me to this day, dude. (laughs) <laughs> even more so in season two yes <laughs> agreed 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 that is i think uh for, for yeah my 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 last thought for this for the boys is thank you for bringing up homelander because i really think anthony star i think that's his name anthony star uh he needs some recognition dude because dude i mean season one he knocks it out of the park he is like the scariest version of i mean th- that's that's what all these like fans love uh, a good superman story is especially a bad an evil superman story and uh, this guy is just like cut out of the cloth of like christopher reeves and you know and and uh brandon routh you know all american looking dude but dude cranks it up to the point where it's like scary. So I hope he does get recognized for in the future. Like I think when they posted the Emmy nominees a few uh, weeks ago, like I, I was the I was the one guy going like, give give him something because he's so good. So yeah, if you haven't had a chance to watch the show, or if you're not even really interested in in, in superhero television shows, um, you know, watch it for Carl Urban as uh, Billy Butcher and for Anthony Starr's Homelander, like those du- those two dudes, like well, I mean more or less they, they carry the show because I think it's a really good ensemble cast. But I think it, it's it was a really good uh, uh, casting for those two. Yeah, um, I got a quick question. That go ahead. Okay. Sorry, go ahead. Go oh, ahead. Well, since Lou brought it up, do you really like Carl Urban in the series? I thought I liked him. I liked him. He's. I mean, I don't think anybody in this show is like super likable except for Huey. Like uh, actually, yeah. Even mother, uh, no, mother's milk's kind of cool. He uh, he's he's fine too. But um, I thought I, I liked him. I think he was fine. I think he was fine, especially kind of like the the weird redemption arc in in season two. But um, yeah, I, I liked him. I think he was fine. Yeah, he makes me want to use the c word from now on. <laughs> <laughs> Add that into your uh, vocabulary. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's just yeah, you know, I, I like him. I, I, I like him in the series, but I think the focus, like marketing wise, is too much on him because the story shouldn't be about him as much as it is. True. Like, You're right. I like the dichotomy. I like the dichotomy of the Huey character. And at the other end of the spectrum, we have the Homelander character, which is either the worst 
hero name ever or the second worst hero name? Because that is that's garbage. <laughs> also, Queen Maeve. Maeve. <laughs> no, wait, which? How about A Train? Come on, dude. <laughs> you know, what does the A stand for? <laughs> I mean, actually, given the show, I know exactly. I was gonna say, dude, (laughs) given the language in this show, I'm, I'm, I'm nervous to what actually A actually stands for. (laughs) (laughs) Well, um, speaking of uh, Carl Urban, um, I think um, you know uh, uh, Carl Urban's the best uh, segue that we can get to our last topic for the day. What's up? Uh, We can segue another way. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. Segue another way, Harold. All right, here we go. Since the show that we're talking about is about superheroes and how before they were superheroes, they were regular people until they were, you know, changed into superheroes. Um, The topic that I kind of came up with is, you know, not every actor made it big as a superhero. I mean, they made it big, but there are some people who before that they had, they had careers and, Watching some of the movies over the weekend, I was like, man, there's a lot of superheroes in this thing before they made it big. So the topic that I brought up to the guys today is some of our favorite movies or things that uh, the big actors in superhero movies did before they were in those superhero movies. So super complicated? Seems like it, but not really. Let's try it out. And um, I think since we are we are two fanboys and it's filthy casual, I think we have to go to the most casual of characters or or, or actors that we can use because um, one actor in particular in the MCU, um, you know, even non fans will be able to say, you know what, I know that guy from somewhere, and uh, I think we have to start with Chris Evans. You know, um, everybody now knows him as. America's ass and America's you know what, um, but even back then, uh, you know, uh, Chris Evans had a couple of um, movies from, you know, that 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 were from small stuff to kind of big movies, and now he's he you know he's all that. So um, you know, I th- I say we start with Chris Evans. Okay, I'll go first. Go for it. Because he's actually the main reason why I came up with this topic is Chris Evans. Because Chris Evans was the star of one of my favorite comedies of all time before he did anything else. And that was he played Jake Weiler in Not Another Teen Movie. Because um, that's why I thought you were going with them because you said he's all that because that's a parody of She's All <laughs> But the only reason I knew about Chris Evans is like me and my buddies were like, I think it's it's going to be like a scary movie kind of parody, which is kind of the silly, you know, raunchy, dumb parodies that were uh, I was used to in the early 2000s. And I was like, dude, this one guy that's playing this character is much better than everybody else in this movie. And anytime they started casting Chris Evans in anything else, I'd be like, but he's Jake Wilder from Not Another Teen Movie. And it was like, I know Lewis's wife loves the particular scene where he comes out in a whipped cream and a banana. And (laughs) that's what most people think of when they think of that movie, but his, just his, uh, his comedic timing was perfect. And he did that when he was like really young. So 
for him to be the star of that movie, for him to be like one of the best things about any parody movie in the early 2000s, I always go back to Chris Evans being Jake Weiler, not another team movie. Nice. Um, for for me, uh, what do you call this? Uh, are we just going to start like not start, but like name actors before they were big time, right? More or less. Yeah. Okay, um, I, I, I'm gonna cheat on this one a little bit because um, it's it's actually what do you call it? Uh, it's two actors who were in a that smaller show per se, but they were definitely smaller roles before they hit a big well in, in the small screen as well. But um, I'm talking about uh, Melissa Benoist and Grant Gustin. Uh, both or you know, we got Supergirl and The Flash. You know, The Flash. Uh, arguably after you know uh, Arrow made it big uh, the Flash was actually the one that the show on the CW that kind of made it like the entity that it is now like the the juggernaut that everybody watches and there's like what five DC CW shows now if it wasn't for the success of Grant Gustin as the Flash um, if there wouldn't I, I don't think those shows would exist so yeah I mean so for 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 fans of the show Glee um, you know, he was a sm- he was in a small role in the early seasons. Um, he was actually like a gigantic, uh, well, bully douche canoe uh, in that show. So it was actually kind of jarring seeing him in a, in a superhero role. And Melissa Benoist, uh, who, like I said, plays uh, Supergirl, uh, was also in uh, she was in the new cast after, you know, the original uh, the, the original Glee Club uh, graduated or moved away. She was one of those uh, the, the the new cast members who are trying to fill out the big shoes um so you know the three of us have been watching glee before and I, to, to be perfectly honest uh like most big casting changes i, I kind of fell off when all that stuff happened um not to mention with cory monteith passing away i don't think a lot, a lot of the interest in the show kind of faded um but um so yeah so, so they were on that show so i i get I like the feeling of knowing that like, Oh, I saw those guys ahead of, or I kind of saw that they had that star potential and I'm glad to see that, you know, that, that potential was met in a superhero show. Is that how you pronounce your last name? I think so. I mean, it's not Melissa Benoit. Is it? (laughs) That's dude. I thought it was Ben Wast. (laughs) Ben Wast. (laughs) I think well the, the the thing is like Kevin Smith is like her, her uh, I'm sorry uh, Melissa's biggest stan so like on most of yeah. his podcasts he says her name Benoist so I'm assuming if he, the guy has directed her in numerous projects so I'm assuming that's how it's pronounced <laughs> yeah she was also uh, she also had a cameo in the latest uh, Kevin Smith movie yes I think you guys mentioned that I oh wait which one was she Harold. She, she was, was blunt man. No, blunt man. Yeah. No, she was chronic. Chronic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know which one was which. Uh, Val Kilmer was blunt man. Oops, spoiler. <laughs> it's been months. It's all right. <laughs> hey, um, real quick, <laughs> Lou. Um, was um Grant Gustin in the um in the boy band like the the um, he, the... he was uh he was in the all boys warbler. Was that say that again? Yeah. yeah, he was a warbler. He, he was the, he was the yes. guy that that hurt somebody, right? He was he, the he, guy he blinded Kurt. Yep. Yeah, that's right. Okay, so that's the one. Okay. And then he and then he did a battle with uh Santana for, with Smooth Criminal, and it was it was dope. Because they <laughs> they had they had like guys with cellos and violins just in a circle around them, and then they and then that's when I got like when Grant Gustin did his they, when they did the musical of the flash you had him and melissa been 
dang it, Benoist singing it. I was just like, it's Glee all over again. I, I've seen this before. But yeah, he um, was he was he was one of the wobblers. Thank you, Harold. You got your your freaking encyclopedic knowledge is scary know. sometimes. Oh, Harold just likes using the word warbler all the time, though. Gotcha. I just like saying the moist. The, the moist. I'll be moist for that one. You know, she's, she's Melissa. Be moist. <laughs> um, speaking of moist, um, oh, my, my my next. My next one would be a uh, uh, Patrick Stewart because I am such a uh, I'm such a casual A and B I'm such a huge fan. Um, uh, I was watching Star Trek: The Next Generation today, and the episode I uh, I made you watch, Lou. Um, yeah. So the, it was on, and then at the at the very end, um, where. Um, where he's captured um, in like uh, the moment the Picard says uh, his line, I shout it out. And my wife's like, what the hell is that? <laughs> it's the one where he goes, there are four lights. <laughs> and you have to say it. You have to say it exactly like that because he's such a, uh, he's such a thespian that, um, um, you know, who else, who you know, what else can you, what, what else can you do? But, you know, um, I still remember the first time, I heard that there was going to be X-Men and this was before, I mean, there was already the internet, of course, but this was before I was like on the internet all the time, like being a fanboy, like, um, you know, uh, talking about like um, fan casting and all those things. But I remember, um, I remember when they said that there was going to be a movie and, you know, that was the very, I think one of the very first like announcements that they had that they already found their professor Xavier. And I was like, that that is the most genius, most genius, um, you know, uh, casting I've ever seen, and through you know of of those movies, um, and until the the latest one, even with with uh, um, what's the uh, what's the Wolverine movie, um, Logan, I think was the one. Yeah, yeah Logan. Right? And, you know, and even to Logan, you could still see his his um, you know acting skills. Um, there and the funniest part is during the moments where um, he was doing his like um, um, like wh- when he was old and he was like kind of when and when he was um, when he was not getting electrocuted but um, he was going through his spasms and everything um, and uh, during those scenes where he was spasming I was like oh it's almost like I'm watching Star Trek the next generation once again <laughs> because it's the same same acting same like effects same like movements all but so at least for me it kind of wrapped up well, watching Logan I was like yes this this is it it's perfect and of course now um, CBS all access now has the the Picard movie so it's almost like watching old Logan but in a uh, but in a spaceship so I, I'm pretty happy about it so that's my that's my choice right there the old man Logan Picard. Nice. Yeah, that's the, actually the funny part about watching, you know, in retrospect, like watching Star Trek or, you know, when, when you told me to watch that episode. And it was actually kind of jarring seeing him walk. 
Because I'm like, oh, wait, he doesn't need a wheelchair in space? Okay, cool. <laughs> like, <laughs> Professor X, he got his legs back. Great. Um, yeah, good pull. Because he that Picard or uh, Patrick Stewart was definitely like, you know, this is, it's hard for people to, to to imagine or take a step back. But like this, this was the days of like the old wizard magazines. And they would have that like article of like fan casting or whatever. He was always the consistent like, you know, I, I read these crazy articles about like Robert De Niro should be Wolverine or this guy should be Storm or whatnot. But like the consistent thread was always like Patrick Stewart is pa- is Professor X and, and whatnot. And you're right. When they finally cast him, put him in a wheelchair, it's like, yeah, that's it. They're like there was literally no effort at all. You know, like for, for, <laughs> for Hugh Jackman, for Hugh Jackman, they had to do that little weird spiky hair thing on the side. And for, um, and a pack when they had to put the little white uh, bang in for to, to make it look like rogue. But like Patrick Stewart's like, here's a wheelchair, go for it. <laughs> yeah, that 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 really is the only effort. Like, uh, let's find a wheelchair with big enough wheels. Yeah. <laughs> Instead of spokes. You're gonna have an X on it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You're rolling on twenties, but they haven't have an X on it. <laughs> Nice you know what's funny? The ultimate irony, not ultimate irony, but the coincidence is like this morning I was watching uh John Mulaney's stand up, one of his stand up shows, and he has a bit about Patrick Stewart being the SNL host. And he's like, Yeah, my favorite SNL host of all time was Patrick Stewart because he's Patrick Stewart and he got to introduce a musical guest like this. Our musical guest, Salt and Peppa. <laughs> <laughs> so, great, i gotta look that up then <laughs> john laney if you're it's a, it's a great it's a great stand special um <laughs> uh, i'm actually gonna go around the same time not around the same time but um we actually brushed upon this actor earlier in this episode when we talked about the spider-man universe thing and the actor i'm talking about is toby mcguire because if i remember correctly when people were saying we're casting Tobey Maguire as Peter Parker. There was a big up in arms because they're like, dude, this guy is not it. And for like, because they were like, he's a big actor already or not a big actor, but he's a known actor. And for me, it when they said Tobey Maguire is going to be uh, Peter Parker, I was like, the guy from Pleasantville? Yeah. Because I have seen Pleasantville way too many times for most people to ever watch the movie Pleasantville and I the mainly because of the the soundtrack is awesome but because it's also about things that I was really uh used to as a kid you know watching a lot of tv and being like I wish I could be in that tv show and then you know that actually becomes the point of the movie and Tobey Maguire was so great in it and I had always remembered him being like, if anybody ever says to me, like, do you know any other movies Tobey Maguire's been in? I'm like, I don't really care because he was in Pleasantville and Spider-Man too. But Tobey Maguire, Pleasantville, if you guys have never seen the movie, it's a great uh, kind of a, a different look at racism. And it's not, I mean, you, you think it's not supposed to be, but it ends up being that. It's like a sweet movie that ends up being kind of strange. And those are the things that I was really about. So it's like a, a Hollywood in, indie film, but with really great and known actors. But Tobey Maguire was one of the best things in that movie. I thought you were going to say Seabiscuit because I know you're huge. You're a big horse guy. So I came after. <laughs> oh, did it really? I thought it was before. Yeah. Okay. 
Seabiscuit uh, 2003. I hate me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't, I didn't mean to trigger you. Was like, Get your Tobey Maguire filmology right, man. <laughs> so when I started, remember I used to work next door to a racetrack and one of the movies where they were like, hey man, if you ever want to learn about the racetrack, why don't you watch Seabiscuit? And I was like, I've already seen it. <laughs> Wait a minute, I need, a horse. <laughs> I see, need to see that. Um, okay, so for me, I'm going to go with something a little more recent. Um, I'm actually kind of surprised Dennis hasn't brought this up yet, but um, I want to give a, a shout out to Benedict Cumberbatch. So before he was Doctor Strange, he was um, doc, oh, Doctor Who. Um, I wish he was Doctor Who. Um, he he was uh, Sherlock Holmes. So, you know, for the BBC and um, I think it was on PBS too, on public access for a while. Um, that was his debut uh, show. So, you know, a lot of what do you call this? Uh, Sherlock nerds or like just a lot of people who love procedurals. He was uh, Sherlock Holmes before he put on the cape and became Doctor Strange for uh, the MCU and for the Avengers. Um, I think a lot of fans even before he was cast like it was he was a strong consideration even when rumors started going around about who were they going to put as dr strange because it was one of those excuse me it felt like one of those inevitable things like uh, dr strange was one of the few you know superheroes left that hasn't been turned into a live action hero yet and you know uh, there's so much casting going around that or, or casting rumors and fan casting and whatnot. And I think a lot of people kind of saw Benedict Cumberbatch play Sherlock Holmes in this kind of weird, um, you know, better and bigger and smarter than you uh, attitude that, you know, probably lent itself well to the Dr. Strange character. Uh, not to mention, you know, I don't think Dr. Strange in the comic books, at least he's supposed to be from like the, you know, East side of Manhattan or whatever that means. Um, so obviously he's not English, but even though, you know, even though the, uh, Ben of the Cumberbatch uh, is uh, English with the accent and everything, like you almost want to forgive it and just be like, yeah, if he's going to be the master uh, you know, the Sor- Sorcerer Supreme, just let him have his accent and let him do what he wants to do. Um, so, yeah, uh, Benedict Cumberbatch as Sherlock uh, before he became Doctor Who. Nice. Um, and don't forget um, that he was also Khan. <laughs> Sorry. I, it, it, had to, it had to happen. You have to say it like that. <laughs> um, it, it's funny. Like, smog. It, it, that's what I was going to say. Like, it's funny. Like, he had, like, small parts here and there. Like he he's been a prolific actor, but um, was was Sherlock really the biggest one um, that he did before he started becoming big? I think so, because like if I'm not mistaken, like his only other big movie was um, oh lord, imagine I'm not Imagination Game, uh, Imitation Game. I think that came after he was already cast as Doctor Strange, and so was. Um, him uh, as smog in in the Hobbit movies, so that was already after uh, Doctor Doctor Strange, yeah. So yeah, I think it was he he did debut in Sherlock, dude. Huh, okay, cool. Not, I actually uh, didn't know not, about him. Not Martin at, Freeman at though. Until, um, I, I didn't know about Benedict Cumberbatch at all until Into the Darkness. Yeah, and people were like, "Oh, you don't know this guy?" I'm like, "No clue who this dude is." But, hey, Harold, oh. have you watched Sherlock yet? Uh, no. Is it, should I watch Sherlock? Yes. Yes. Yes, you should. Like I said, he acts like he's better and smarter than everyone, so it's like, hey, that's 
Yeah, um, I, I, don't, I don't do a lot of recommendations. H, um, you have to watch Sherlock. Like it's 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 great. Like I'm I I I I think you'd like it, and I'm disappointed you haven't watched it yet. So just just so you know that. I mean, I got a lot of free time on my hands. I don't generally tend to watch BBC stuff. Me neither. Uh, I I hate. I still hate the Doctor Who. You know, but just um, hates going on HBO Max just because he has to pass through the like, Doctor Who point. Like, oh god, get a dude. It's one of those things where, like, if my wife didn't make me watch it, I, I, I was like, I'm not gonna watch BBC. And then and then when I watched, it, like, oh, that is amazing. We're talking about B- we're talking about BBC the the network and not yes, the dude, other term, not- right? <laughs> I, I don't like watching that either. No, no not the no. not the <laughs> red tube version. <laughs> either way, no, one, we don't want it. Um, I'm yeah, gonna go with um, since we're talking about. I've already mentioned Picard. I've already mentioned Khan. I think I still have to go with another Star Trek alum, um, and um, I'm gonna go with Chris Hemsworth, dude. Like um, when Chris Hemsworth. Oh yeah. When Chris oh, Hemsworth yeah. hit Thor, I really thought he was already like a a really established. Like actor, or uh, you know, but I, I was surprised to uh, know that because I knew him. Like when I, I saw him, um, I was like, "Dude, that's the guy from Star Trek," you know. And he was he played um, Captain <laughs> Kirk's he played Captain Kirk's father in the movie, um, and he was there, and he he died like the first like um, ten minutes of the movie. So um, I I remember going oh, because I, I heard the word Kirk, I was like, "Oh man, Captain Kirk's hot." And then all of a sudden we get the Chris Pine and like, oh, okay, not as hot as his father, but I'm still, I'm still okay with it. So, and then when I found out that he be that he was going to become like Thor, I was like, whoa! So I I was really surprised that aside from you know like Australian TV and stuff like that, that Star Trek was actually his first like major film role. So um, I have to give a shout out to Curtis Hemsworth because you know nobody else does. Yeah, nobody likes that guy. Nobody <laughs> likes him. Did you see him doing a weather report? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm... No, I have not. No. Oh, some some lady was doing a like a, a like a a location shoot in Australia, like uh, like as a for a weather or like a story, and then like just in the background you see Chris Hemsworth walking, and then she's <laughs> like, oh, "There's this gentleman here. Let me ask him real quick." And he's like, "Oh, how's it going?" And then he's like. Yeah, so it's gonna be hot here. <laughs> it's, just, it's so random, but like it just shows that he's like a normal dude. Um, so. there's a video that I've used for my classes, um, and it's Chris Hemsworth, um, telling uh, telling everybody uh, telling um everybody that uh, that they're cool that they're great. You know, it's it's like an uplifting type thing where for like a minute, Chris Hemsworth just tells you, "You, you are great." You are special. And I'm like, yes. Yes, I am, Chris Hemsworth. Thank you. And, <laughs> Thank you, the, Thor. And near the end, he kind of goes, you know, and, you know, you, you are you are the most extraordinary person in the world. I'm like, yes. Yes, I am. 
I'm glad they kind of embraced that part of Chris Hemsworth acting. Like, I, I, I still remember the fact that the first Thor movie, they try to play it, you know, they try to play him pretty straightforward, like almost a Shakespearean guy. And like, I don't, where was it? Like, how is it? I mean, besides Ragnarok or Thor Ragnarok, obviously, when they embraced the fact that dude's actually funny. So, like, I'm glad they kind of uh, flipped the script on him. And, you know, in the la- obviously in Endgame and even in, um, or even in, uh, yeah, especially in Endgame, uh, you know, they're embracing the fact that dude's got great comedic timing, even though he's handsome as heck and, like, ripped. But, um, yeah, it- it's great casting, uh, good pull, and all that good jazz. Did you ever see uh, the movie Vacation? I talked about it before. But it's the, no. the, re- the reboot with, like, uh, Ed Helms. No, but, uh, I have not. Chris, he- Chris Hemsworth is a, a like a little small part in that movie. Probably the best thing of that movie because he is he plays basically he plays himself, but he's like a weather. Rep- that's funny. He plays a weatherman <laughs> in in, uh, in Texas, and uh, but he lives on a ranch. And for some reason, not for some reason, he but he has a giant wiener in the <laughs> in the thing. So when he's trying to explain to Ed Helms how to use the remote control, he has a remote control standing next to his wiener. He's like, so this is how you work. You press the buttons over here. And then uh, Ed Helms and uh, Kelly Bundy are like just staring at him the whole time. So it's it's pretty fantastic. If I could do cruise as well. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, think I think we have my, time I, for one more. All right. Um, my last one will be a movie that I've seen way too many times than probably anybody else in the world has ever seen. And I don't know why I keep watching it, but the movie is called just like heaven starring Reese Witherspoon and uh, Napoleon dynamite. And the main character in in this romantic comedy is Mark Ruffalo. I've never watched that one. No, I've not either. A quick synopsis of the movie is Reese Witherspoon is a doctor and uh, she gets hit by a car and she's in a coma, but she's still alive as a spirit. And Mark Ruffalo moves into her apartment. So she harasses Mark Ruffalo the whole time. It's kind of like Ghost, except with Reese Witherspoon playing Patrick Swayze. So oh, it's got that going. Dude, the movie plays on HBO like every few months and every few months i i don't know how but i end up watching it it's just it's not a great movie but it's a movie but it's a movie <laughs> yeah and mark ruffalo is great in it because he plays like a like a, a sad sack loser who's had like a like a, a, a you know a crazy past and when they cast him as the hulk i was like first of all edward norton did a decent job as the incredible hulk and yes he did Incredible Hulk, because Edward Norton, you know, he's very dedicated, but apparently he's such a pain in the butt that they never wanted to bring him back. And then when they said, we're casting Mark Ruffalo, I was like, the guy from Just Like Heaven? I was like, they look nothing alike, and I don't know how that's going to work. I was like, the dude, I mean, I've seen, he was in Zodiac, which is great, but before I saw Zodiac, I saw Just Like Heaven, and I was like, by the way, Dan, I think you'd like Just Like Heaven, because it's a romantic comedy, and it stars Reese Witherspoon. I mean, so, it's already a winning combination for me, to be honest with you. So I'll, I'll have to keep my uh, I have to keep my eyes open. It also has a uh, Donald Logue, the guy who played one of the uh, the second vampire in the original Blade, the douche yeah, guy with the beard. 
the one that get the the one who always gets his hand cut off. Exactly. <laughs> I thought you were going to so, say that you know since you're a big fan of thirteen going on thirty, you've seen Mark Ruffalo before. <laughs> yeah, that too. But like, I, I when because Mark Ruffalo in thirteen going on thirty is is just a regular like a regular character like a you know like a stock character yeah but then, yeah and it's it, i guess he's good at fantasy romantic comedies because that's what he's great at you're right so, it's i gotta check out I, this uh heaven can wait i guess or whatever no, just like heaven just like heaven my bad also same name as the song from the cure so obviously that song gets overplayed in the movie um but so it starts off with the cure version and it ends up with some acoustic girl singing version and i'm like damn that's a good song <laughs> so if you've never seen that movie just for the ending the end credits just watch it nice uh is it my turn or i can go if you want uh sure um i'm gonna go my last um and i'm gonna go with um what's his name uh crap i forgot his name all of a sudden um see i, I knew i should have gone okay. first <laughs> No, no, no. I can, I can go. Uh, I'll go. Um, I'm gonna go with uh, Jarvis, and then um, um, crap, uh, Vision. There you go. That's his name. Um, oh, I'm going with Paul Bettany, dude. Um, and oh God, it was <laughs> it was hilarious that when they announced that, oh, you know, um, uh, Paul Bettany is gonna be playing Jarvis, and um, I was like, the guy from Knight's Tale. <laughs> the guy, wait, wait, wait! The bard, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, the guy from Wimbledon?" Yes, thank <laughs> you. <laughs> the two movies Dennis was gonna go with. Like, oh crap! And, and, you know, hey man, Wimbledon's legit, dude. <laughs> <laughs> dude. I, I, I still have it recorded in my DVR. Every so often, I still pop it. And it's one of those few times where you're like, you remember um, just how cute uh, Kirsten Dunst is. Um, aside from, uh, um, she, uh, she not she's all that. Um, crap, what's the, the bring it uh, on? Bring it on. <laughs> yeah, um, uh, you, you, you kind of tend to forget sometimes, especially after um, Spider Man. But um, <laughs> you know, like I, I remember, like Paul Bettany, like after him being Chaucer, after him um, doing Wimbledon, um, and then all of a sudden he was the one from Angels and Demons. I was like, oh, oh yeah. I was like, oh That's man, right. his his career is 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 plummeting. You know, it's he's not going anywhere. <laughs> and boy, was I wrong. Yeah. And so when, when I found out that, that from Jarvis to Vision, I was like ecstatic. So um, he's my you know um, aside from aside from Captain America, he's the one that I can remember. Like oh, um, like. Uh, he's the one I can kind of remember going from one movie to another. So that's my choice right there. Nice. Um, for my last one too, I'm, this is going to be a cheat. So I apologize ahead of time, but this is actually, I'm, I'm giving it up for uh, Simu Liu. Um, so he actually hasn't been in a Marvel movie yet, but he will be. So he is the lead guy in the next, uh, hopefully going to be the next big franchise, Shang-Chi, the master of uh, martial arts. Um, so th this was announced at last year's Comic-Con. You know, th this is going to be the next slate of, uh, of MCU movies with Blade and the Eternals and, you know, all the other sequels for, of Captain Marvel and Doctor Strange. But, you know, I love this guy. My wife and I love this little comedy on Netflix, or I guess it's a Canadian sitcom called Kim's Convenience about 
a you know a, a, a family of Korean Canadians or Canadian Koreans. Anyways, um, who run a who 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 run a convenience store and Simu plays you know the older brother who is a bit aloof. He is a bit of a dork. He has a sad you know a little bit of a tragic history with his dad. But you know throughout this, I think it's only two seasons long. Um, like I said, a really good you know it, it's one of it's not exactly a sitcom that's gonna like. You know, it, it's not Parks and Rec or it's not The Office uh, yet, but it is definitely a, a good, heartfelt, fun little show. And like I said, when they when they announced that this guy is coming out or that this guy will be the next superhero, I was hyped because, like I said, you know, this is one of those cases where, like, hey, I saw this guy from the ground up. Like, I um, to you know, I. I what do you call it? Uh, to to kind of steal from Bill Simmons' podcast, but like I bought season tickets for this guy ahead of time. Like I was in on uh, with this guy from when he was just a, uh, a guy in a half-hour comedy. So I'm looking forward to how he does um, as as Shang Chi. Um, Shang Chi, unfortunately, definitely one of those like deep cut. I think we talked about this when uh, when they announced it at Comic Con two years ago. But yeah, definitely one of those deep cut characters that it's like not exactly the Spider-Man uh, of the world that's going to set uh, all the fans on fire, but you know, I'm rooting for him. Not to mention he's actually a pretty fun follow on Twitter. Dude's pretty funny. So, you know, uh, like I said, I'm looking forward to seeing how he does. Um, It's, it's funny. I didn't recognize the name, but the, the moment you said it and you said Kim, uh, Kim's convenience um, for some reason, I thought it was, um, it was Benedict Wong. Um, oh. <laughs> um, the, what's, what's his name? The yeah, and he, he's Wong from Doctor Strange, right? That's that's his character's name. Yeah, that's a little bit of yeah. a layup for the naming. Bit. Yeah, um, <laughs> no, because I, I, so I thought I, I thought I was like, oh, that's a that's a deep cut right there because yeah. the, the only time I remember, like I've seen him every so often, but I mean, he was in um, he uh, I know he was in Kickass too for like a, a scene or two, but then um. The reason why I even knew him from Doctor Strange was because um, he was one of the scientists in uh, um, in The Martian. Oh, so, that's right, dude. <laughs> so the moment I saw him, and uh, the moment I saw I saw him in uh, Doctor Strange, I was like, oh, it's the guy from it's it's the scientist from from it's The Martian. Guy. Oh my god, that's the guy. <laughs> no, not you know, that still guy. The, you know, he's still the most random actor in all the MCU movies. Benedict Wong, <laughs> Ralphie. Oh, Ralphie from uh, he 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 cameoed in in freaking uh, Far From Home, right? Well, he was one of the main guys, sort of, in Far From Home. Well, yeah, technically, yeah, you're right. He was one of the he was part of Mysterio. You're right. That is that is pretty deep. I I still remember when we, we reviewed that after you know Dennis Steve. Uh, poison and hateful words at the movie when you brought it up here i was like that's ralphie i'm like no it's not <laughs> so i have to look yeah, at the that. ones the one scientist that shot his eye out <laughs> he should have listened to his mom <laughs> real quick who's ralphie oh. from a christmas story from a christmas have story you never seen a christmas story no the one that plays 24-7? I know. Christmas? It, it's, it's almost Christmas, so it'll be on TBS and TNT, and TNT simultaneously. Okay, then I'll, I'll have to watch that. <laughs> to be honest, then, I don't get it either. Like, everybody... I think it's... I think it, it, well, I think it's an immigrant thing, dude. 
like all of my friends who grew up here, I guess looking at Harold too at this one, it's like, oh, it's a classic. And I was like, it's mean. It's a mean spirited, horrible movie but, about the holidays. <laughs> I told I told you the ultimate irony of that statement is the first time I saw that movie. In the Philippines? <laughs> on a on a Philippine Airlines flight. Because <laughs> <laughs> like you know how like when you fly to the Philippines, they show a lot of like in the in the 90s. They would show nothing but Tagalog movies. And so, like, because you're going over there, so they assume that, you you know... You, you want to learn. To, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Here's your quick 16-hour at the time. Like, here's a, a a lesson on what you're about to learn. But because we were landing around Christmas time, which is still one of my favorite Christmases ever, they were like, here's an American movie called A Christmas Story. And Christmas I was like... Christmas Story. <laughs> I was like, what is this crap? And then I was like, this movie is awesome. I was like nine years old, man. So, loved it still love it to this day we yeah. could do a story on it. i i agree i think then i think dennis for 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 the upcoming holiday for christmas we should watch it and then we will do a review of it there you go i want to i want to hear what you think of it retro review there yeah because spoilers i do not like it i don't get why people like it but it's a it's apparently a quote-unquote classic like they put it up there with um with freaking uh, yeah with with wizard of oz and stuff for american classic movies i'm like this is a dick movie i hated it but anyway i digress we're still in october so we'll we'll wait till <laughs> december for that it, one it's practically december bro yeah exactly the, the way, way this year going the way this year's going it's like it'll be 2022 <laughs> remember in the philippines it's christmas already so uh <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> it's been christmas for about two weeks now in, yeah in the philippines yeah you can tell which neighbors uh, you have here in america that are filipino when they already have christmas lights up <laughs> yeah because you know or in, the uh, lights are still up October in um, October and Christmas uh, in the Philippines, uh, that's when the the weather starts turning and starts getting cold, and that's when every that's when everybody starts celebrating. Right. That's when the humidity changes from ninety percent to eighty-seven <laughs> percent. There's a chill. There's a. <laughs> that's when you see. That's when you see Filipinos wearing sweaters already. <laughs> that is that is still the one thing that I still don't understand. <laughs> Like, is this is sweater weather. <laughs> Why is there sweaters being sold in the Philippines? Have you guys ever been to? I, I'm pretty sure you have. But have you guys been to um, Baguio in like December? Not in a while. No, but like in the past. Oh uh, yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like it, it's hilarious to me that uh, the la- I, 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 this was like back back in the day. But um, I I went to Baguio after having lived in America. Um, and it wasn't even, it was like June, you know, um, I went to Baguio and I was wearing shorts and a t-shirt and, um, it was like a nice, it was a nice crisp day. You know, I was like, oh man, this is great. And then everyone around me was wearing like, you know, like thick, like a sweater and then a jacket over their bubble jackets. (laughs) It's like, what the hell is going on here? Yeah, dude, I, I get you on that one because I still remember seeing ads for dudes in turtlenecks. I'm like, in the Philippines? <laughs> Y'all don't need turtlenecks out here, man. Hey, when, I, when I was out there in Baguio, it rained pretty hard. Oh, that's and true. We just, we just happened to stop at a Jollibee because, you know, Americans. This is... And they were selling a limited edition Champ Jollibee hooded windbreaker, I guess. <laughs> And then I told the lady, I was like, give me your largest size. And as usual, it was a medium. Or a shme- it was a shmedium. <laughs> so it looked like I was wearing a crop top uh, hoodie. 
So yeah, uh, I was in high school shape. So oh, the Philippines. Good time. And it's been a, it's That's been a while since there. we talked about the Philippines. It, it's we yeah, I think it's at least been two episodes. I know we've we've grown. <laughs> Okay, well, I think that's it for us today. Hopefully, you enjoyed our episode. Um, I think we need we need to do a couple of follow ups. You said the Christmas story, definitely one, and I think we yep. need to do an episode on the boys because I think there's still so much more um, to talk about and discuss. So maybe we'll plan that out in the future. Um, you know, uh, for everybody else, um, I'm hoping you enjoyed our episode. You know, if there are anything, any topics that you want us to talk about, please feel free to email us. Feel free please feel free um uh lewis um, where can they contact us in order for them to uh, get a hold of us on facebook you can find us two fanboys and a filthy casual every time the podcast goes live you can put uh, you'll see the post there not to mention our very fun and active uh facebook group uh two fanboys and a filthy casual it is a private group but you know if you find us uh, hit that add button and we'll gladly let you in because we have low standards. Um, so, yeah, you can find us there. Message us, post stuff on there. It'd be greatly appreciated. Yeah, if you have a pulse, um, we'll, we'll, as long as you, <laughs> as long as you can prove your humanity to us. Um, yeah, if you, we'll allow you to do it. Um, you can yeah, also, we're, we're just trying to screen, we're just trying to screen all those Indian bots, dude. I, I cannot stand those guys. Dude, I like Indian bots. They're pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> they 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 they're helping me out with a Saudi uh, prince that's gonna <laughs> that's gonna bring money to me. So look out look out for that next week. I'm gonna be a billionaire, guys. <laughs> he swears it's legit, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can also check out the two fanboys one casual.pompy.com for all of our old episodes. And of course, Harold, where can they re- hear our um, podcast? You can hear our podcast on any avenue that this. Uh... They stream podcasts, including iTunes, Spotify, uh, Google Play. And as I mentioned last episode, we are now on Amazon Music Podcast. That's awesome. So, you know, you can look for us there as well. Alexa, play two fanboys of the Filthy Casual. And my headphones are on, man. Ah, uh, damn. <laughs> okay. One day it's going to happen. They're going to play. <laughs> okay, that's it for us today. Hopefully you enjoyed their episode. What? <laughs> what else? No, not saying. It, remember, it, it worked last week. It did work it last worked. week. Um, this is two fanboys of the filthy casual. I am Dennis. This is Lewis. My name is Harold. Peace. Salt and pepper. <laughs> 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 <laughs>